Hey, what's going now, guys? Talk Norwich City, Jack and Chris. We've just filmed the Yo. podcast with the King of Spain. Yes. You're about to see it. It's great. It's really, really great. <laughs> and the, it's the, really, really great. The, the sun is shining, <laughs> the doves are quiet. Uh, anyway, a massive thank you to one of our sponsors, Free Treats. You all know about them. They are giving away two tickets to the Bristol City game two. this weekend. Two tickets. Whoa. If you've got friends, take them. If you haven't got friends, find a friend. Um, all you've got to do, links in the description, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then once you've subscribed, click on the other link. I've got an idea, Jack. Which is the video, and comment your Twitter username. You know what you could do as well? What's that? While you subscribe to the Free Treats YouTube channel, you could also just pop your email in on their website and then get a load of free treats to take to the game with you. Free treats, love giving away free stuff. Why wouldn't This you? weekend they're giving away free tickets to the Norwich City versus Bristol City game. Subscribe to their YouTube channel, comment on the video link in the description with your Twitter username and we will pick a winner by looks so tall. Friday evening. It's because I am tall. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's going down, guys? Talk Nerd City here, back for week 26 of the TNC podcast. And of course, 26 is always the big episode. We've rolled out Mr. Simon Lappin. How you doing, my friend? Very good, yourself? Even better now you're here. Yeah. yeah. Good to be it's here. An absolute pleasure. Thanks Abby. for having me. No, thanks for having me. 126 Norwich City appearances over yep. six seasons through, well, arguably one of the best spells in history. Yeah. Just chat. general history or Norwich's history? Norwich's history. <laughs> no, I won't get that. I'm not picking you up that no, much. No, it, um, it was a great rollercoaster ride. And as you say, we had some fantastic years um, under Mr Lambert. Mm. Um, what we did was just incredible. And I loved every minute of it. It was just fantastic, as I say. Two things. Thing number one, mm. this man is the first <laughs> guest in TNC history. He rocks up with... Chunky chocolate cookies and digestive things. So you're just, just an ace guy, you don't so. You just uh, well, my wife did. <laughs> you can't turn up to somebody's. I have to say, slash studio. I'm sorry, Russ, but Simon's bettered you here. It's just, it's just simple, really. It's just absolutely. Simple. I mean, what you should be saying here, Simon, is that you've watched every episode and that you know that. Well, that's what, that, that, that's so. what it was. So um, yeah, I you did your research, didn't you? Drop into Tesco and see what they had in the, the bargain bucket and <laughs> got the club. I think, I think these are out of date, actually. So second thing, straight away, the elephant in the room, King of Spain. Yep. Why do you like it? And shall we address you as that? Why? I don't know. Do I like it? Yes. <laughs> you can call me Simon or whatever for that. Okay. No, I don't know. Um, it was a, just a, I think it was the Colchester game. Um, down there we won 5-0. Doherty? Yep. Yep. The Doc, what a guy. Um, <laughs> and... My wife was at the game and she was saying that she'd heard the fans. She started singing. It. Yeah, <laughs> she started. Well, it. I told her to start it. So, uh, <laughs> but I don't know where it came from. I don't know what it was, but yeah. it stuck and I certainly like it and enjoyed it. It's such a good chant. It's one of the Norwich chants of, of recent years that just stick certainly out. Certainly different, yeah. So there's yours, there's Paul McVeigh's, there's, Le- there's a few others, but it's like only a handful. I like that. Even like a few games this season, it's rung out a couple of times, isn't it? In like pubs and stuff. And it always comes out. Going, by yeah. the way, it always it's my comes out. <laughs> It always comes out at Christmas as well. I love that about Norwich fans. You're a man? Of course, yeah. It always comes out at Christmas. You know, the Paul McVeigh song, Simon Lapper, King of Spain. That, that Huckabee one's always out at Christmas, oh, isn't it? Oh, yeah, they love that. Yeah. We sang it um, at Leeds away last season with his son. 
and he absolutely hated it. Yeah. Oh, he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> and he hates it. Just, I... to bo- just to boost your ego one little bit as well, I told my mum who was coming on tonight, and I was, I was like, sign the map in. She was like, I'm definitely watching this one then. So, <laughs> Is that the first one she's going to watch? Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. We're dragging uh, in the old BS yeah. Bless her. Which um, I see <laughs> Hey, first things first, I've got a special shout out to Isaiah Crow. I'm sorry if I've, if I've not pronounced your name right, but he's a dedicated TNC fan. He watches every podcast. There's my two finger Sheffield Chris United. Wilder. There's my Chris Wilder tap. So there you go, Isaiah. Big shout out to you. Big shout out. Um... So, what, what's, your, what's your daily routine looking like now? Because obviously... It's yeah, cool. I'm not with a club at the minute, yeah. so... Um, You're looking to get back into it? Or? Yeah, yeah, well, I snapped my Achilles yeah. in February, so I've recovered from that. Um, been training a, a bit on my own, uh, with one or two other people as well. So, get myself out from that. Well, now it's school run with the kids. Um, and like I say, I'm doing a bit of... Um, co-coms and things with BBC Radio Norfolk which has been great really enjoy that mm. I've struggled uh, to understand it Simon but what was that? I've struggled to understand <laughs> um, so that and um, hopefully um, we're doing a bit of work with a foundation at some point nice. so uh, that's been good and the other thing I've been doing is I'm trying to finish my private pilot's licence in the next few weeks or a month so you brought this up off camera yeah. and we were both very shocked because that's because it's Canaries, isn't it? I don't know, it's just different, isn't it? Because you think you need to be intelligent? No, it's just something that I've always had an interest in um, when I was a kid. Uh, it was either football or go to uni to do aeronautical engineering. Um, the, the opportunity to play football was no, kind of once in a lifetime. Mm. and You can always go back to something mm. else. Um, not, are they still flying to Scotland from Norwich? I think they cut it for a while, so, they? they? still go to Edinburgh. But the plane that I'm flying it would take a good seven or eight hours. Where's that in Glasgow you're from? Well, it's from Airdrie. But from Airdrie. Do you know so Giffnick? I know Giffnick, yeah. Okay, that's where some of my family are from. The Scottish Riviera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, so that's, that's my, my daily routine. How, that's how you, fascinating, isn't it? How have you found... I know you've done some Radio Norfolk stuff, and I think on the whole you've, you've gone down very well. How, how have you found that kind of analytical look at things? Have you, have you, have you found it tough to almost... Be critical at times because you knew that you were once. Yeah, it's, it's the one thing that um, I've been critical of ex-players, mm. um, maybe doing a bit of media work. And the thing is, players or ex-players tend to forget very quickly yeah. how hard the game is. Um, and then, of course, when you're sitting on this, that side of it, though, I'm a supporter, so you do mm. understand the frustration, but you see it from a, a player's perspective um, and you maybe don't get as frustrated as a, a support lover. So you are a massive, massive Norwich City fan. Yeah, died in the will, so... Um, no, it's, it's just... He brings things, he's a City <laughs> fan. I've got my TNC mod. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Which you, of course, purchased, we didn't just Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, got yeah. that with me, of course, <laughs> from the house, so... Um, when you were playing, I know we brought this up with Russ, but you say there about the criticism and stuff, did you really care what ex-players were saying about your individual performances or a team performance? Does it get to you, or is it... No, um, honestly, it doesn't affect you. You just focus on what you're doing. You don't all of a sudden become a bad player or because of somebody saying something about you. Um, It's it's the nature of the beast that you're going to get criticised at some Mm. point in your career or or your whole career. Uh, But uh, it comes with the territory. And if you take too much notice of it, then obviously it will have an effect on your confidence, etc. Speaking about criticism... Myself and Simon had a little chat up the stairs about 
Russell Martin. Just wanted your thoughts on you know what's going on with him at the moment. Well, I, I've documented so many times. He's a, a very good friend of mine. We've been here what seven eight years. Been living here together. And family friends. Both our wives are good friends. The kids all play together. So. Um, you're not going to get any criticism or us <laughs> from me um, but uh, I mean in, in particular what we're talking about really is at the moment you know he's not in the Norwich fans good books do you think he has deserved some criticism of his recent performances no I, 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 honestly I don't and I know obviously it looks like I'm biased towards us which is the case um, because I played with him like I see you're a very good mate of mine or close um, but I read a good article, um, actually, it was Paul Lambert talking about Grant Hanley, funnily enough, mm. and his time at Blackburn. And players that have been there for a long time, and you look at what Russ has achieved at the club, he's a club captain, yeah. um, and you talk about these players that have been there a long time, done all this, they somehow tend to be overlooked, and the new ones come in, all of a sudden they're the best players in the world. Mm. And I'm not, knocking, I'm not saying anything mm. against the players that have come in, but I just think a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon with us for and it's totally in my eyes unjustified booing at Mills and and, and you've had him on here you know the type of guy he is if Russ has had a bad game or whatever Mm. um, he'd be the first one to put his hand on and admit it yeah but I've actually just been watching the games this season and and going through the goals and there's nothing like none of the goals actually we've conceded this season have been have you actually watched them been directly from yeah. Russell which is it just shows yeah. you if you know what I mean the one, yeah. the one at film the own goal could have happened to it it could have come yeah. off anyone it was a great finish well <laughs> I would have definitely claimed it as a finish for my goal scoring ratio but it could have happened to any of the players where the ball was fizzed mm. in the box um, so a lot of the criticism that's kind of came as, as for me has certainly been very harsh and, and, and again I go back to people forget about players um, what they've done for the club and things yeah. and and they've got to remember what, what servant he's been to the club. I don't see the difference in in Adam Jury and what he's done for the football club and Russell Martin and what he's done for the football club. Now, those two players, there's some parallels there and they're being treated completely differently. Think, is that the rise of social media? Is that no, having an impact? Think, I think the thing you find there is I think once a player retires, people look back and realise just how good a player they were when they're still playing. And Russ probably knows that he's not at the peak of his career, but he's still got value to bring to this football club. Once Adam retired, it was, and he, let's not forget, the last couple of years of his career was spent away from the club as well. So I think once a player retires, that's when they get the full kind of recognition of what they've done. I know. Oh, King of Spain, everywhere he oh, goes. I've not, not retired yet. <laughs> but no, I, I would maybe go along with a bit with that. But as you say, Russell is still young enough. He's got years left in him yet. How long do you reckon he'll last? And how many years? Yeah. Not not life in general. <laughs> How many seasons? He's got a good three, four seasons on him at least. Yeah. Um, Are you Russ's agent? I could be. <laughs> do, you, do you think he'd be a good coach at the football club? Because yeah. that's what's well, on everyone's lips. But I think that's his long term plan. Mm. Um, but first and foremost, he wants to play for as long as he can. Because you speak to any guy that's a coach or a manager, and they tell you to play as long as you can. Because when you go yeah. to that side of it, it's completely different. Um, and you maybe don't get the same buzz as you do as a Or we'll become a pilot. Or become a pilot, yeah. Simon, let's talk about Norwich's season so far. Um, the transition that we've been through <laughs> over the summer and, and, and we're still definitely going through. 
it's been a, a strange start, a fairly slow start, I think. Um, but of course, a fantastic win against Sheffield United on the weekend. Did you expect it to be going this way in terms well, of the start that we've made? I think um, obviously with a turnaround in um, playing staff and obviously coaching staff, uh, and even above that, um, there is going to be a period of inconsistency, um, which certainly seems the case on the pitch as well. Mm. Um, and we were told before the first game of the season at film, you know, be patient, it's going to take time. But football, being football and fans being fans, they, they get tend to get carried away yeah. or, or get too down about things. Whereas it is a, a kind of period of transition and change. There is going to be that. Um, mm. But there's going to come a point when they're going to have to get that consistency. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean years down the line. That means this season there's going to have to be a, a like fans are going to have to see you know that this is working now. This is they're going to get a consistent um, level of performance and results. Because that's what happened on the Lambert. Let's not forget. Really, in the Championship, we had a good run of games where we were winning consistently. Now, at the moment, I feel like we've got an opportunity to do that. Yeah. We're back in it again. We've won away from home. Massive win. We've kept three clean sheets in a row, which is great for Angus and great for the defence as well. So I think it's a massive opportunity now to create that momentum. I mean, it's when, you, when you were in, in sort of not even just the Norwich dressing room, but say if you've gone three, four games, maybe without a win, do, you, do the players start to get a little bit twitchy? Do you, do you kind of get that mood around the club? Does it does it sort of descend in, into the into the dressing room? No, well, obviously football is a confidence thing, mm. um, but not. So much, no. Different if it's going a seven, eight, or nine game run, but three or four, yeah. um, you just try and remain focused on what you believe in, what you're trying to do, um, and hopefully you get a result. I, I think the Birmingham game was a big one. The fact that mm. it was no matter what they do, get a result, no matter how you play, keep a clean sheet, and you've got a chance of winning the game. And they managed to do that. It wasn't pretty. They didn't play particularly great or anything. Um, albeit Birmingham, Birmingham didn't create too many chances didn't really trouble them but it was three points at the end of the day and it was a, a huge can watch the games I was at that game yes um, Adam Drury kindly invited me along to his lounge uh, for his lounge. lounge exactly he loves um, it doesn't he when's the Simon Lappin lounge coming along <laughs> I don't know about that we're <laughs> selling cookies and, and biscuits I definitely can yeah. so Adam invited me along and I watched that game with him uh, and we said the same thing before the game that it doesn't matter how they do it today as long as you get three points by hook or by crook so and I think that'll be the case for most games this season to be fair well especially going away from home Um, everybody wants to watch pretty free-flowing football of course they do but there's going to be games horrible Mm. Tuesday nights away from home Mm. somewhere they're going to have to grind out results and and that's where the championships like that's not just Norwich that's every team in the championship that have to do that and if you can do both sides of it, then even better. I think the interesting thing I've found so far is obviously Daniel Farker came in. Probably his big selling point was the fact that he had such a solid defence at, at Dortmund too. But the other one was he did play fairly attractive football. And I think everyone expected him to come in and, and the football would be so attractive. And we saw first few games we were hitting sort of 60-70% possession. Yeah, it, it, but it, now with the games we've won... We've had sort of 40% possession. So he's clearly had to adapt yeah, the way he's played, hasn't he? And you've seen in spells... You know, tidy football, but maybe not cutting edge and creating loads of chances, but keeping the ball in possession. But exactly what you said there, you would much rather have the result, and you're not bothered about the possession. The only start that matters is the the result mm. at the end of the day. Um, and maybe they have realised that they need to sacrifice that at times. 
to get the result. We certainly sacrificed pretty football at the weekend, didn't we? A big win over over Huge. Sheffield United. Didn't expect it. Absolutely buzzing about it. I think the the manner of which uh, of how we won was was very very impressive. We showed more fight than we have f- from all the games combined. I really do think that. I think the players have switched on to what is needed to be done away from home to grind out a result, finally. I think the players are starting to blend together. I think there's a buzz. I think it's a watershed moment. I really do believe that. I'm not just saying it. And I think now, as I say, Jack, if you if you turn that win against Sheffield into another win at Brentford during the week, into another win against Sheffield, not Sheffield, Bristol at home, you're looking really lively again. I think it's a big moment for us. Um, I'm just very, very impressed um, how well the players just they looked up for it they were fighting for every ball and that compared to Millwall it looks like a complete league apart in terms of performance to be honest with you I think Simon I want to ask you this question because a lot of especially when in, in recent years when Norwich haven't been playing so well the, the, the term passion the term not giving it all for the shirt has been thrown out a lot does that exist in football Do, or is that just a very easy way of? I, I think exactly that it's yeah. just an easy way of Point a finger at somebody. There's no way on earth, and this isn't just this is any player that I've played. But there's no way on earth anybody goes out intentionally yeah. play bad or have a bad. Day. And everybody is looking to win the game. Yes, there'll be people that are confident, or people yeah. having a little crisis of confidence or whatever it may be. And that was at a mill. We just rolled over and died. There was a real lack of confidence. Yeah, but then even then, there's there's at times where. The team will carry one or two or three. You can't have five, mm. six, or seven. If you've got two or three that are maybe off it, the rest will maybe carry them yeah. through. Um, which was <laughs> certainly the case. Paul Lambert used to say it all the time with us. Um, and it, it is easy just to say, oh, there's no passion there. That's that's not the case. Well, certainly not in my case or any players that I've played with. You know what we always say about the Paul Lambert era is we, we, we say this regularly on this podcast, and please don't take this the wrong way. You're going to take it the wrong all way. Right. What are you going to say? <laughs> you are going you to going, you sure you want to say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm already too far gone. Too far gone. We believe that if you look at the generations... Oh, God, I wish I hadn't started this now. If you look at the, the generations of City players, in terms of the on-paper quality, when at the time, you know, League One Championship, our team on paper probably wasn't as good as the other teams. But... In terms of the way that the team fought, no, it's true. No, it is totally true. So if you look oh, at you our team now, you look at our bench. You look at our bench, and you go, "Blimey, wow!" Yeah, but and is that? Think, and again, I'm not saying anything. But then, is that because of the fees that have been paid for these players, or is it because Michael, because I'll, I'll go back? I'll I just, think you fought. I think you fought harder because you were the underdog. That's what I'm saying, Simon. Our group, (laughs) your majesty, (laughs) our group, we had that, but we had quality as well, we did. You did have quality, but I think you had less quality than what this team has got now. I think there's more individual talent. I think you guys work together a lot better. Um, No, no, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, Simon, is I think this team now has got the potential to replicate what you guys did under Paul Lambert because I think it's the same type of players. Yeah, well, obviously, I hope they do. Um, and I, I know where you're coming from, but 
like I'll go back to our squad. Like, you look at the quality we had in our team. Saying that you were on the bench, weren't you, Paul Ambier? So that's that's star quality. Well, it? when the Premier League, I made a, a couple of appearances with him, which was great. <laughs> um, but in the Championship, played lots of games. Yeah. For League One, and it was honestly, I, I would back our team over today's team. Yeah, what the the side that you played? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I, I and I, I know what you're saying that maybe on paper. But the game hasn't played on paper. If well, you this, is, I mean, this is what I'm saying. I, th- well, I, th- I, th- I totally agree. And, with and you. I think we did quote. Wes is still in both squads, obviously. Yeah. Um, but talk, you, about you, you, talk about Wes. Talk about Wes. Where do you start? Where do you start? Is he the best player you've ever played with in in City colours? Him and Darn Hockerby. Yeah, yeah. The two of them. Um, just for the natural ability to change a game to win a game um, like fine wine exactly well this is the thing I was doing the co columns. I think it was um, what game was it at home whatever it was and we were talking about Wes and he can't play every game and why Why can't he he's, he's fit as a fiddle he want to play every game you see guys like, like Frank Lampard and things playing 60 odd games a season true if Wes Hulahan's fit for me and obviously I'm not the manager uh, or the co- head coach sorry I don't pick a team, but if he's fit, he plays for me. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, let's go back to that that squad then. That you 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 would back that your team over the current team. What was it about that team? What because it, it, it was so well together. It was so well gelled. There was so much fight. What? How was that crafted? Exactly what you said there. The togetherness. But um, how do you, how do you create that? Well, the manager, um, so Paul Amber, Ian Culverhouse, Gary Casa, they just got us all together in ter- by telling us what they wanted from us mm. and it was up to us whether we wanted to buy into it or not and you found that every one of us did because, was I, there a massive fine structure when you were playing was it like a torture chamber half time <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a few <laughs> here we go here we go Here's the there was stories. a few hefty fines like, um, for being but, late and stuff like that yeah, which but is not, fine but nothing, acceptable there was a few Heated words at times as well from obviously the manager yeah. being a, a kind of red blooded Scotsman. Um, yeah. But I hope you didn't bark back. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Not a chance. Um, you wouldn't have lasted long if you did. But that was, you had this feeling of you didn't want to let him down. Yeah. And it wasn't like you were scared of it, it was a respect mm. for him. Um, but he certainly had a presence when he walked into the dressing room. Yeah, everybody sat up and took notice. Agreed, and I I do think that Farker has got that respect aura about him, but he's now kind of enhancing this kind of okay fight for me kind of thing, and I think we saw that at Sheffield, we did, um, so that excites me a lot. For me, watching the Paul Lambert team that you featured in so often was, if we were losing 1-0, 2-0, I'm still on the edge of my seat, like we're going to win this game. Yeah, and it me was. And my dad would stand up and yeah. say, you know, Simon Lappin, King of Spain, he's going to score a hat trick ring. <laughs> but you know what? Something we believed. No, exactly. and you know what? More often than not, it worked. More but, often than not, we got the result. And that was just, I don't know, you guys are saying sitting in the stand, the players were the same. We had a belief mm. that no matter what happened in the game, somebody would do something, somebody would come up with a, a goal or a bit of quality mm. to create a chance, and we would win the game. And more often than not, it happened. And it was, even in the tunnel, like, if you asked any of that group um, you'd be standing at times thinking you don't stand a chance against us today mm. well, even though you're yeah, saying a, a, a better side than you we just knew we would have more than them to win the game were you a barker in the tunnel? 
Were you a, or do you kind of sit there and kind of stare them out? Or no, I'm not. A few not in the tunnel on, on the pitch. You, Would you do the lads probably hated me because I was one of the biggest mourners. Why? Oh, off, the, off the pitch, not at all. Okay. Well, maybe one or two people would say my wife would maybe say different. But, <laughs> um, on the pitch, training, um, you're a minor. The biggest mourner I think I've ever played with. So, but that's fine. But it wasn't personal. It was never personal. You it. Exactly, and, and I wasn't the only one. There was there was quite a few in that group. Believe me. So. Um, it worked. It worked exactly. So we've had tons of compliments from Paul Lambert. I, I quickly want to stick stick with Paul Lambert quickly. I don't want to touch on it too much, but since Norwich, Paul Lambert he struggled, doesn't he, in terms of the teams he's been at and the results he's yeah. got. What? Why did it work so well at Norwich? Because since then, it's really clicked for him. I just go back to I think he had our dressing room in the palm of his hand. I do, um, and again I go back. It wasn't. We were scared of him. Yeah. Not the times you were. <laughs> but he just had this aura about him and a presence. And you didn't want to let him. I'm fine, thank you. I'm just athlete. Do you know olives? Was there not olives on the table? Do you want the olives? Not, fine, Do you genuinely want the olives? I'm I will fine, get the olives you. out. I'm fine, I'm get these out. They're too tightly crammed. Yeah, <laughs> um, Jack. But when he went somewhere else, he maybe found it different or difficult to get a, a group together with the same, and buying into the same things. and um, obviously I wasn't in any other dressing with him so he still when he went to Villa I think he kind of half the wage bill or something yeah. like and he managed to keep him in the Premier League so that in itself as a success um, if you do well at Villa you're, you're doing very well and then Blackburn um, <laughs> obviously we've seen what was going on with the owners and things mm-hmm. there. It was a, and Wolves pretty similar yeah, like, isn't it, 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 it seems as if it was above kind of the coaching upstairs and, and whatnot with the the board of directors or whatever it may be it just didn't work out but certainly for me um, the best managers that I've not, would probably uh, say that a whole group of lads would say the same thing Right then Simon we've had tons of confidence for Big PL Yep Who is the worst manager you've played under? Come on give us something <laughs> Or maybe not the worst is there, Was there a manager that you conflicted with the most? Should we talk about boys club level when I was a kid and things? No, <laughs> specifically Norwich City Football Club. No comment. <laughs> can guess. You can guess if you like. I think I know. We all know who it is, but Simon's not revealing. But there's I'll a reason why. I've only played with a few, so. But there's a reason why you're not revealing, isn't there? Yes, there is. What is the reason? Well, I've been in, asked, well, been invited along to. I uh, have a chapter in McDennis's Tales from the City. Um, so be Plug. A, so it'll be a bit more in there on one or two things. So no, I was really chuffed when he asked me to do it. And I can't wait to actually read that. It. And I'm chuffed to be sending that invoice along to Mick for... <laughs> <laughs> um, this wasn't pre-planned. <laughs> um, so yeah, Sheffield United. Let's talk quickly about Chris Wilder's reaction there, Gaff. He lost his head big time. My God, the bitterness... Unbelievable! Mm. It was like a twelve-year-old kid. I was watching it. I thought I genuinely thought he was going to kind of crack out of it and go, "I'm only joking." Like, <laughs> I thought he was going to cry. That, I've only seen bets of it. Well, he was, he he was saying that the Norwich bus driver was at fault for because yeah, I seen that. I seen that. We, what is all of this about? Well, the biggest thing you see is if they won the game, does any of this even get mentioned? Of course, it doesn't. Very so, true. There is in a nutshell for me. I think it's just. Frustration, more than anything. Point looking at anything they can to try and time wasting. Coach, driver, what other excuses have we got here? The ref, 
We've got just just all sorts. I mean, let's we didn't have a single yellow card for time wasting, by the way. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure as well. If Chef you go away somewhere and they're one nil up, maybe bikes against the wall. Are they going to time waste? Of course, this yeah, is exactly it, Simon. They will come to our place and they will park the bus because they haven't got the quality. Unless they have you on the bus, makes it in time. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, just... it's, about, it's about time we saw this kind of stuff from Norwich, though, because for the past five seasons, we've been so just being able to be rolled over away from home. But Jack, we, like... we, broke, we broke the flow up in the game. That was another excuse, by the way. I, you know, you can judge my team how you want to judge it, but I tell you what, I set my team <laughs> out. Stop that. Sorry, guys. You moaned at the food last week. You've got, you've got Chris Wilder tapping this week. <laughs> He actually genuinely complained about the way we set our team up, saying that we broke the flow up of the game. Well, of course we're going to break the flow up of the game. And by the way, and I'm sorry, look, we know that Simon spent some time at Sheffield United, so we're not going to put it... We'll, we'll, we'll just not include Simon for this bit, unless he wants to del- dive in, of course. But fighting outside the ground after the game is possibly the most pathetic, moronic thing I have witnessed to knock a man out from behind who's not provoked anything broke his jaw as well oh, yes yeah, that's right Simon yeah, that's well, right. I'm not you and I yeah you and I. good well you can join in with the hate club because <laughs> well, we're well not, in not, not just that that's terrible any yeah to go much and, I gave my football and end up no matter where that is to get my way that is exactly Disgraceful. And elderly people caught up in it because people are moving into the stadium for their own safety and women and kids and it's really, really, really disappointing. And I think the cherry on the on the cake was the South Yorkshire police tweeting, Yeah, we've arre- we've arrested two Norwich fans and all the Sheffield United fans going, Yeah, I told you, I told you, I I told you, I told you. Hashtag NCFC Twitter blade. <laughs> and then what happens? <clears throat> Sorry guys, um, the uh, the two fans we arrested were actually Sheffield United fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Just made the three points even more sweet. I can't wait. By the way, we're gonna app- seriously. We are go- we are gonna stuff them, aren't we? At Carrow Road. Just, just, well, just, unless they park the bus, of course. Well, but that would be unfair, wouldn't because it? Because of what's happened and what's been said, it's going to become it's a bit of a grudge match kind of thing. Yeah. What I will say in my time, Sheffield United is a massive club. It absolutely is. massive. So to go there on Saturday and get three points mm-hmm. is, is absolutely huge. I think people were making a lot of the button game disappointing. Yeah, it wasn't a great spectacle by all accounts. Um but it's another point on the board. Yep. People were just expecting, because they lost 5-0 the weekend yeah. before, that it was going to be a case that they were going to turn up. What are they going to do when they come to Carrow Road? They're going to park the bus yeah. and yep. take a point and yep. frustrate Norwich and everything. And and it's it's clever tactical play, is to, to get what they need out of the game. And mm. Norwich maybe did bits of that on Saturday, but managed to come away with It's about points. time. Norwich, we haven't been nasty Norwich since you played. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a compliment. It's true, though, isn't it? That is true. We yeah, need no. to dig in deep and do, and you know, do it the rough way if we need to. Should we get in some questions? Yeah, go um, on. Because of course we've got the Brentford game in the cup, but this is going to be released about an hour before kickoff. So go and check out my preview that's already on the channel. And of course we've got Bristol City coming up, but there'll be another video on that. So questions and lots of them. So thank you. Now we didn't disclose which former player was coming on okay I gave some hints so these are kind of well, well we'll see what they're like Alfie Cross starts things off were there any loud people in the dressing room who people wouldn't expect 
or the other way around, quiet people who are usually loud? Um, no, I think in my time in the club, the dressing room, everybody was quite vocal. There was really? some louder than others. Um, like Tenny. Mr. Holt was yeah. <laughs> pretty loud spoken. Um, could always hear him before he saw him. Uh, Mark Tierney was chirpy as well. He was very lively. Sometimes, you know, too what I mean? lively. When you go in the morning, you've had a rough night with the kids or whatever. Oh, and God. Do you, you ever hear from Mark? No, I haven't. And no. real shame what happened to mm. him. Like, it was great in his time here. Um, it was, yeah. And a real shame for him after to retire at such a young, young age in, in terms of football as well. Uh, sorry, football age. Um, but there was plenty of great characters in the dressing room. Matty Gill used to have me in absolute stitches and him and Owen Shudder Jones, Andrew Sudman. Just just a great just, group of boys. Just like Simon smashing it now, isn't he? Is, yeah. exactly. There's only one player I want to know about, GD. Talk to me about that man. Gary Doherty. The ginger what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> you know what guy. Up? It was He's a striker, isn't it? 2007 when I signed, right? And I was. Um, Peter Grant. Dan Huckerby, yeah, Peter Grant, like, huge. Peter the Pointer. Gratitude, so, yeah, <laughs> Peter the Pointer for him for signing me. Um, I've walked in the dressing room with Dan Huckerby, Dion Dublin sitting there, these guys that you've watched in the match today, Gary Doherty. And because Gary Doherty had been around for yeah, yeah. years, I'm thinking, God, he must be the same age as Dion Dublin. He'll <laughs> 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 kill me when he sees me, like, but. But I found that he was only about 24 or 25. <laughs> I'm thinking of no, he's, he's only 24 or 25, but... He's just a magnificent what, man. So funny as well. And Is he? Do you know what? He, he, was at, he had so many tricks as well. He's <laughs> just... He had everything, <laughs> didn't he? That big swooping tackle that he had. He didn't look like he could play football. And he was a striker for Tottenham yeah. for a while, wasn't he? Great on the night out. Well. Loved, loved that night out as well. Great so. on the night out, yeah. really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. What's he doing now? Do you know? Um... I don't know if he's doing much um, <laughs> other than spending nights out. I'm not <laughs> but, uh, I did speak to him. Um, I was in London. You've got to get him on this podcast. Yeah, he's definitely. He would love it. Um, as long as you're a night out after it. Yeah, fine. So, yeah. Um, but I spoke to him a couple of months ago. And yeah, he was doing fine. But just I'm, just doing what Ginger Pele yeah, does. Yeah, just practicing his tricks. Oh, what a boy. Um, guy. Right, next one. I think I know the answer to this already. Jack Evans, what is your favourite Norwich City charm? It's got to be mine. It's got to be yours. <laughs> Another one. Something. Um, By the way, but yeah. all the ones that we were used to are we are going up all day yeah. ones at that time, so that will forever live in my memory. Mm. All day kind of ones. It was. Um, I like Wesley's one as well. That was yeah. always good. Talk Norfolk to me. Cafu. You like a bit of the Norfolk Cafu, yeah. do you? Yeah. Right. What I really want to know is, you're standing on the pitch and on the ball city rings out for the first time. Yeah. You hear it. Do you know what, the, honestly, just talk to me about, because that's something that, you know, as, as young blokes, we all just dream about. Just that yeah, moment where you're on, on the pitch. On my debut, um, when they did it, I, God, I don't know what's going on here kind of thing, and it's mm. the first kind of shout of it, and um, certainly... Get the ears in the back of your neck, stand up, and you, you hear every single person in, in the ground singing it. And the atmosphere, when it is like that, and when obviously the time that we had, and it was absolutely buoyant, it was amazing, yeah. just great place to play. You didn't really have any bad times at Norwich, really, did you? Um, yeah, we had a, a couple of spells, or spells. things weren't going great, but the, mem- the memories from you are all, are all very good. You like the baskets, don't you? They're very, very good, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah cheers, Miss Lappin. <laughs> Anything. Now, I love this question from Beer Boggs, um, who says, which talent would you rather have, 
One, Delia's cooking skills. Two, Stephen Fry's knowledge. Three, Wes's left foot. Or four, Daniel Farker's style. Mm. I see them again. So we've so got Delia. Delia's cooking. Have you ever had a meal cooked by Delia? No. Do you know what? I'm going to go for that. I would rather. Yeah? Yeah, just because I never have had a meal. Really? Wes's left foot is tempting. Obviously, Stephen Fry's knowledge mm. as well. I'm not so sure about. I got you know what I Daniel got... Farkin, eh, He looks quite stylish, yeah, but I think I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for Delia's cooking skills. I've got a comment about Delia. I've got a complaint with Delia. Oh, no. whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a minute. <laughs> I've decided. You know, everyone moans about the fact you know our recruitment's been poor and we can't sign big players. Why the hell is Delia not cooking a meal to lure them in? So Daniel Farker meets them in London. Yeah. London? Why? No, just, just up the game. Okay. Just up the game, okay? Daniel Farker meets him in London. Delia needs to be in the kitchen. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. If, if Delia Smith rocked up with canapes, and I'm sitting there as a player, and I'm thinking, Delia Smith's just Where serving canapes. Is I mean, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, Delia. I know you're, get, I know you're getting on, but I, I expect that from her now. I really do. I think that's the difference. Be the difference.ちょっとアブソルトでこれ、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あ
and why. Um, Finn Stevens, you've already answered his question about if Dealey could cook you one dish, what would it be? Uh, I get snoops and ties. There you go. Lewis asks, uh, what was your favourite thing about playing for Norwich City? One thing. You've only one, got one thing. thing. Go on. Say something really passionate that's going to like make people cry that's watching this. Walking off from Carroll Road after an unbelievable victory if it was a 1-0 or a 2-1 yeah. and you felt you'd earned it mm. and the adulation of the crowd oh. there you go wow. 26,000 people applauding oh you yes go on keep going Simon you can't beat that you can't, can't beat that, that. that's passion that. uh, right T92 Bristol Rovers Has our, any links with Bristol Rovers? I've been at Bristol <laughs> <laughs> um, now he said to Jack and Chris do you get recognised in public a lot but I'm going to ask you Simon do you still get recognised in public and also, most awkward experience with a fan. Um, yeah, you get recognised around the city and things, which is nice, obviously. Um, can't remember anything too awkward. Do people still call you the king? Do people go up to you and just literally say, oh, it's the king of Spain? Yeah, actually they do. <laughs> I just <laughs> love that so much. When it went off. Um, <laughs> but no, nothing. The fans have always been great to me yeah. here. They have. Yeah. I've never had any awkward moments. Maybe... On a night out or something, maybe I don't know. Can't, I can't remember. <laughs> you would go, but, but other than that, um, no, nothing awkward. Favorite place to go out in Orange? Different now. When I was younger, and it was just my, my wife and I were here, but with the kids, um, we like going to kind of quiet pubs and things for my Sunday roast now. Mm, no, um, back in the day, it was always go Prince on. of Wales Road and oh. Rocco's Mercy, the usual Love ones. It, and then, classic. Um, Louis, will Norwich finish in the playoffs? Quick fire. I, mean, I think it's far too early to tell you. Oh, son, you've got to say yes no, to that. Well, far too early. That's my. Oh. See the next five, six games. We'll get in towards November time. And, we'll get you back on. And, I'll ask you then. Yeah. I'm not um, bringing biscuits again. <laughs> we'll keep them for next time. Uh, <laughs> Pop, next DM time. Art, who's kindly done this. Um, if you could go back in time, which team would you want to be a part of? Now, any team ever in football. Norwich, um, Norwich and another team. Well, I suppose you were in one of the, one of the best teams, aren't you? I suppose. I think it was a few, obviously, of your, us, of your generation, Jack. Um, yeah. Well, the team that I loved as a kid was this might be before your time actually. Like um, when it used to be football Italia, it was on on a Sunday. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Just before your time. What year? Talking about ninety two, ninety three. Before my time. So I just, I'd literally really? just been welcomed into the world <laughs> that year. So. <laughs> God, I thought yeah, I was I mean, used to as well. <laughs> um, so it was football Italia. Every Sunday afternoon we spent my dad watching that and the AC Milan team yeah. of that era. God, just, if you could have been part of that. Mm. Um, they were Bit of a more modern team, come on. More modern team? Slightly, in the last 10 years. Barcelona. Yeah? yeah well, without doubt. Yeah, but then, People always ask you, Barcelona, yeah, but Messi, Madrid. Yeah, but Messi wouldn't play because you'd be there. <laughs> I think he might just get in the team before me. <laughs> You might get a place on the bench. Yeah, I'll take that. Barcelona's bench, you do alright. Yeah, Joe Drury is asking the big question of the day. Red or brown sauce? Brown. Good oh, man. Yeah. I think that's yes. my father-in-law, actually. Good to him down, and I make him nice poached eggs for breakfast. And yeah, good man. Have brown sauce on What would you have? Brown sauce brown. Day. Yeah. I wouldn't have either well, with well, a poached egg. And he looks at me and... Disgust and puts tomato, 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 tomato. I'm a, I'm, you know what? I'm a peri peri convert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poached eggs? No, 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 no. I don't have any sauce with the poached <laughs> eggs. Really. But peri peri sauce literally goes with everything. 
honestly. Yeah, he chucks like that. Put it with you, honestly, you fry up, peri-peri sauce. No, Crisps, no, peri-peri no, sauce. Burgers, peri-peri sauce. Honestly. It's the one. Just Nando's stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly. No, give it a try. No, stick to the brown, I think. Yeah, stick to the brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam Norton. What do you now, I suppose we've kind of touched on this, what do you now do during your free time? Do you enjoy a good book? Listen to funky music? No, drink fancy wine with friends or anything else? Uh, do you know what? I've actually made a point of trying to read more books. Yeah, nice. Rather than... Have you read this one, Simon? No, because she's not made me a meal yet, so I'm not <laughs> going to read it. <laughs> you need to. Well, there's some reading it's, in that. It's it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, that'll keep you busy for a while, Yeah, exactly. It's got to be, you keep you talking, I'll find neeps and tatties. Do you know what? Delia actually, uh, she signed a cookbook for my mum when she came down oh, for a game, and my mother was absolutely made up with it. She was Have you met Delia's mum before? Yeah. She she's, is she's awesome. She's awesome. When I used to do the stadium tours, it always made me giggle, right? Because what they do is, before Delia's mum comes out, they lay two or three layers of blankets on top of her seat for her to A, sit on and then wrap herself up in. <laughs> why don't we I love that? Yeah, why don't we, Jack? Why the Barclay Walls? I saw, um, yeah. yeah. saw Kaimara on Twitter the other day um, posting yeah. a picture of he was cooking out of Delia's cookbook. Yeah, good. She's All over the world, she's global. global. She is indeed. Um, how many copies has she sold? Six million copies. There you go. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, as I say, I've made a point to try to read a bit more. Um, oh, I've got a question. Speaking of six million, not putting you at that value. What would you value yourself in the current <laughs> transfer? Well, the way it's going is at least six million. <laughs> Something what would you honestly say? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so let, let me just we asked put Russ the this question. In. He said about two and a half, I think, of himself. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. If you say, I'm saying two Joe Caps asks, best player you've ever played against? Against? Yeah. Oh, quite a few. Um, directly against, I would have to say Van Persie. Oh, wow. At, yeah. at the Emirates, the first minute, he completely twisted me up. <laughs> and I didn't know where I was at that point, but uh, he was something else. Um, was that in the 3-3? 3-3. Three, three? Three, three, that was yeah. a great game. Stevie Morrison. Yeah. Um, but... Back to Celtic and Rangers teams I've yeah. played against in Scotland as well. So I'm going to play Henry Larson. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if I've played against Mr. Lambert, um, but I played against that kind of era. Some of the players in that group were incredible Rangers as well. But the, the players down here, I think my second game was against Chelsea in the FA Cup. Yeah. And I was standing there thinking, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Do you know what no, I mean? Here it, we just, go. <laughs> it was amazing Good. Um, to experience that so early in my Norwich career. but uh, Van Persie was the one that sticks out in my head. Mm, top player, wasn't he? Top, top player. Sam uh, Sam asks, what's your go-to playlist before a game? What was you? Were you, you a headphone, were your headphones around? I would be now because, <laughs> again, this is me showing my age. Some of the music, if you want to call it music, it's playing the dressing room is abysmal. I've it's actually this... abysmal. It's not even music. It's just somebody yeah. talking. There's not a beat to it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's just nonsense. Vibe, Absolute mate. nonsense. I've got this picture of you just kind of but kind of bagpipes like real traditional <laughs> Scottish music you're super stereotypes you felt that out wouldn't you I would I'll have to go for <laughs> yeah that yeah, gets yeah. me up for a game that. Yeah. I would go probably the Flower of Scotland no oh, like 90s dance music Oh, wow. early, early 90s dance music you about yeah. the Ibiza vibe we Maybe, could probably we could before be, that we could I'm be talking like give us your favourite dance track go on Favourite dance track? Yeah, go on. Oh, 
Jack doesn't like house music or dance no, music. I'm talking like um, Snap. Oh, hello. Wow. Corona. Um, Hadaway. All these kind of Whoa. The Time Frequency. Do you remember them? No. Um, so this is early 90s music. Yeah. Or maybe even a bit of rock. Like a bit of rock. Like something yeah, that proper. But with a bad part. I can't remember if it was Norwich or when I was at St. Johnston. And he used to play the Joker and the Thief. And the, <laughs> honestly, the, the beat of that was yeah. absolutely brilliant. But yeah. the music now, I think what they should do in most restrooms, everybody pick a song for a playlist. Yeah. So get, because some of the music I've listened to in recent years, I actually want to get out. Yeah, it's just, just demotivating you. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. And Norwich. <sighs> and Norwich. Anybody that was younger than me. <laughs> 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 the younger ones, the music was... Uh, no, we had the kit man, Steve Rigby, who's still there. He used to do the playlist. He was brilliant. Yeah. And he was kind of 80s stuff as well. Was, I love it. That's part of his job. Mix. That's, we love um, He's a good guy. Uh, he's top man. He really is top man. Still speak to him nearly on a daily basis, so... But he was in charge of the music in that thing. Right, Christopher Dell asks the best slash worst hotel roommate. Did you have a few over the years? Or did I did. Yeah. Um, Ross. Uh, worst worst best. or worst? He would got to be the best. Okay, okay. Uh, goes to bed at a reasonable time. <laughs> Leon Barnett, who I shared with probably the most of um, Great guy. Yeah. And it was, it, we both kind of became parents around at the same time. So we couldn't wait for some of the away games to catch up <laughs> yes, to sleep. We, um, we have this impression of Russ. We, we've answered a really quirky question, which was, who, if you could pick any Norwich player to go on an away day, who would it be? Me and Jack said Russ, because we've just got this impression that he's just the kind of guy that like folds his clothes the night before and has like a schedule of everything timed <laughs> no, out. And... He is not like that. No, no, really? No, he's, he's very laid back. Like, he's not okay. tight and like, not okay. kind of OCD or anything like that at all. Like... <laughs> Uh, very laid back um, so Leon Barnett Stephen Hughes um, keep the scores together that worst was, Norwich uh, chant in the history of time is Stephen Hughes Hughes <laughs> <laughs> how awful is decent, that it's decent that a good beat to um, <laughs> this is a Chris Wilder but I did, I did, I did share with Holtie a few times and he just doesn't go to sleep <laughs> does he not oh, does he just like constantly remember, like, watch himself against Ipswich over can, again just yeah, scoring, scoring, was, scoring, like, scoring. Like, once I score again and, um, <laughs> no but it was I can't remember who we were playing but it was Jules Holland or something was on the telly on Friday night he's just watching it and he was just singing along every single <laughs> top of his voice and I'm like we just go to bed <laughs> again tomorrow but that's how he prepped um, oh no nah, I can't have too many complaints about maybe they would say different about me right enough uh, Matthew Ellis asks are you recognised more in Norfolk or Spain Spain <laughs> <laughs> uh, James Mackay asks what made you want to come to play for Norwich and what did you like most about the city? Yes, what a um, question. Well, I think, even when I was a kid at St Mirren, I didn't make any secret that I wanted to go to England mm. and play. Um, believe it or not, when I was a kid, I had the opportunity to go to Ipswich. Um, did you? Yeah, no. There was nothing set in stone but the opportunity to go down there and to see if anything came of it. Um, but I chose to sign for St Mirren because at the time they were... Chose to sign for a big club. Exactly, a real team. <laughs> so, um, yeah, good decision. And they were notorious for bringing younger ones through to play in the first team. And I managed to get in the first team early. So, you could have been a scummer? No, thank, thank God I'm not. Uh, thank God. Well done, Simon. Cheers, <laughs> So, like I say, I always wanted to go to England. Um, and the first real, there was other 
clubs kind of sniffing that I'd heard about and nothing concrete and then when Norwich came in in all honesty I didn't really know I'd seen it in the map and the weather and things I didn't really <laughs> give, give much to where Norwich Delia. was but I knew they were a big club yeah. and Delia Smith of course um, and when I saw the training ground the stadium spoke to, to Peter Grant again mm. eternally grateful Scott and Scott exactly yeah. eternally grateful to him for bringing me to the club um, and it was an easy decision once I'd been down here and I'm not convinced that you went to Colney and you were like oh, this is a great training why do you why do you disrespect Colney I'm fed up with this why? No, 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 no. If you, if you, if yeah, if you go <laughs> to look at all of the London, well, most of the London clubs that aren't in the Premier League. I just came from a club where you went to the stadium, you piled into each other's cars. You've yeah. got to stop this. Drove yeah. to a public park and trained. So for me, it was a little bit like, wow, this is incredible. You've so got to stop disrespecting. Gold ponies. It's a beautiful place to yeah, play football exactly. as well, by the way. And it's, the surfaces are immaculate. So. Sorry. Stop moaning about Colney. Sorry, Colney. Uh, Chris Nicholas asked the most embarrassing story about a teammate on a night out. Now, if you don't want to name names, that's fine, but I do want the ins and outs. No, come on. We've got to stop letting Simon off the hook. He's already kept <laughs> the fact that he doesn't like Glen Road. I'm trying, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think. There's plenty, but I don't know if I can tell you anything. Um, what about one that's slightly. You'll allow it. I would need more time to think. <laughs> it's not to. Who's the night out? Was there like a crew? Was there like a, a group of players where it's like they're they're always out? You know um, they'll be out after a win. Three points, they're out on the round. Do you know there. what? Again, the team that I played, and the majority of them were there, and I think that's maybe lost now in the modern game. The, mm. I'm not saying the drinking culture side of it, but togetherness. Yeah, just quite to spend time with each other. Yeah. If there was even if there was days out through the week or whatever and a bite to eat the majority of the squad would have been there and, mm, that's good. and it definitely helps on the pitch as well mm. it's massive well done. but exactly did you see that there? yeah like, that's nice, that nice. That nice. Um, well he has said that Gary Doherty was live in a night out so we'll accept that yeah it was, it was great on a night out was he? but um some great stories, but obviously. Are you I allowed to say? I are don't. you allowed to say? Have you turned the camera off? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Um, now this is a bit of a strange one from Tommy, but he asked, "Which former teammate wouldn't you trust to own a puppy?" What? That's random. Isn't that it? is random. Maybe not trustworthy or um, not very organised. Do you know what? I wouldn't trust myself because I'm not an animal lover. You know? No, I'm not. I'm no. just. What scared of? Dogs? Or? I, th- I think that's what it was when I kind of scared of dogs and oh, just turned okay. into. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like animals. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Theo, if you've got caught in a zombie apocalypse, apocalypse with three Norwich City players, who's got your back? You who's got, got my back? You've got to have Dion Dublin in there, surely. <sighs> no? Interesting. Um, Andrew Croft. Oh, right. Why? Yeah. He's an animal. <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's, he's got that thug look about him, hasn't he? No offence to Andrew Cross. He's an absolute gentleman as well. Is he? Yeah, what a guy. They're all great guys I've played with. They're all just top, top men. Andrew Cross, um, Dion Dublin, just for his side. Yeah. He's a beast, um, isn't he? Um, <laughs> Cross, and, Dublin. And I've got to pick Ross just so he can give me a hug. Oh, <laughs> it all goes wrong. It all goes wrong. Um... <laughs> Right, I think that's actually all the questions. Or most of the, ones, for the, most of the ones that we can read on air, anyway. Um, <laughs> Alright then, let's talk about the couple of games coming up. Brentford and Bristol City, two big games. First of all, cup games. Yep. Too, too bothered about that? 
Well, people seem to think that when the cup comes around that they take their eye off the ball. It's not important. It is important because A, there's a chance to go on a cup run. Excuse me, possibly get to Wembley. And B, keeps that momentum going. Yeah. You know, there's been a couple of positive results. Seven points from nine. And to keep the momentum going, um, mm. regardless of the competition. Um, so there's that. Uh, but again, a cup game can throw up anything. It could be any result tomorrow night. Um, I don't know. The, the manager will, will probably make a few changes, I would imagine, uh, with the game Saturday yeah. night. Um, so once that's out of the way, then on to Saturday, it's, again, it's a chance to, to put more points on the board. We were talking earlier about they're going to get the playoffs. At this stage of the season... Just is, say yes, Simon. Just say yes. Go on. Go on, commit. No, I'm not going to be pressured into it. Safe Simon, I'm going to put you Sod the King of Spain. Uh, <laughs> so, to keep the, as I've seen the men going, put points on the board, mm-hmm. and then you can start to see the league taking shape and where teams are going to likely be. Uh, are we going to be Ipswich this season? I'm happy. Simon smashed it. No, I'm delighted. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Hey, genuinely, thanks for coming along. And uh, yeah, hit subscribe, hit like, and we will see you very soon for another podcast.